One Hundred Men by Hazel Houston. We just growed. College grew rapidly. From 14 students that first year, it went to 29, then 36. Each year the classes grew in number until 1975 when there was a student body of 70. News of the training offered at Christian Life Bible College filtered overseas. In 1969, Russ Allett from Indonesia became the first overseas student to be accepted. Russ understood a little English, but didn't speak it very well. His arrival in New Zealand was unexpected by the college and bewildering for him. Two years later, Russ was to describe the experience. New Zealand at last! Who in all that crowd was meeting me? Slowly they all drifted away. No one! Telephone! I had never used a telephone in my life. A dark fellow like myself asked, Are you from Samea? My English was almost unintelligible, but somehow I made him understand I wanted Christian Life Bible College in Lower Hutt. Oh, my questioner cried, you want Pastor Houston. I'll take you to him. And he did, right to the door of the college. I didn't know for a long time what a miracle that meeting was. My telegram hadn't arrived. Immediately I walked into the school pandemonium broke out. Students flew into action to prepare my room. Bunk beds, mattresses, sheets, blankets, a vacuum cleaner, electric lights, switches, heaters, carpets. Everything was so strange, so wonderful. I couldn't understand anything they were saying to me. I just smiled happily and said yes when it seemed appropriate. They were great friends and so patient with their village boy co-student. Order everywhere. Everyone so busy. Everyone with work. Cars, orderly streets, shops full of wonderful things. No beggars, squalor, dirt or poverty. Kindness, thoughtfulness, helpfulness everywhere. In his first months of Bible college, his progress with the English language was little short of miraculous and his dedication and inspiration. It wasn't surprising that he should win Student of the Year award that year. Other overseas students followed. The next year, 1970, Henk and Tani Smith, the first of many from Australia, and Tunka Tangaro of the Cook Islands joined the student body. The light was burning brightly, making the college's reputation well known. Students have also come from Sri Lanka, Fiji and Malaysia. Many nationalities have been represented. Dutch, Italian, Finnish, Samoan, Malaysian, Cook Islanders, Fijian, English, Australian and New Zealanders, both Maori and Paki. Pastor Lloyd Avril once wrote, An investment in young people in Bible College is truly a missionary investment. The flow of overseas students was affected in 1973 when strict immigration policies prevented applicants from many of these countries, India and Thailand, as well as a French couple from Australia, coming in. The faculty felt this restriction keenly as the kind of training offered by Christian Life Bible College in conjunction with a lively free church such as Lower Hutt was not available in most of those countries. Government departments have tried the patience of all concerned many times over visas and entry permits. 
Mr Trevor Young, MP for Lower Hutt, has often assisted in these matters. Elio Morocco, an Italian student, fretted at delays he experienced. Finally, Pastor Avril, on a visit to Adelaide, brought his papers back to New Zealand to hurry things along. Elio, expecting his documents, sent a telegram. I arrive Thursday afternoon. Pick me up. When he wasn't to be found in the airport, inquiries were made. He was still in Melbourne. On Friday evening, everything was fixed up. On Saturday, he arrived. Not only have students come from many countries and nationalities, but from many backgrounds. Some have been professional men, others tradesmen, teachers, a scientist, accounts, a second-year medical student, builders, mechanics, clerical workers, nurses, a horticulturalist, labourers. The list could go on. A number of denominations have been represented. Baptist, Presbyterian, Salvation Army, Anglican, Assemblies of God. Neither trade, nor denomination, race or colour makes any difference in CLBC. It's spirituality and character the college looks for. Work has been no problem for the students. Firms in Lower Hutt hold students from CLBC in high regard, and most have found work readily enough, even in this last difficult year. In fact, there has been more demand for student labour than we can meet. The Lower Hutt Hospital has employed a number of students as well. Now, the college is fostering some business arrangements which will help with student employment. Student wives have helped to eke out the family budget by working part-time also. It isn't easy for wives of married students who have to manage on low incomes, but most accept the difficulties philosophically and use them as a development of their faith. As the number of students has increased, so has the need for accommodation. The local church has bought a number of flats for married student accommodation. It has always tried to help with the renting of other flats as well. If there has been growth in the natural, so there has been in the spiritual. Faith has grown as it has been used. CLBC is a local venture, so it has been funded mainly from student fees, the local church making up the deficit of about 5,500 a year. This has been a challenge of the church's faith. Some New Zealand assemblies have sent offerings, one or two on a regular basis. An American friend gave $300 to set up a fund to assist needy students. Cecil Mulgave, when he was principal, began a Friends of CLBC scheme. The idea was that those who wanted to take a practical interest in the college were sent regular contributions. Over the years, this scheme dropped by the wayside. Some assemblies have regularly sent food parcels for married students. Also, good used clothing, which was taken to students' wives' meetings for distribution. Some wives haven't found it easy to rummage through the clothing, but children's clothes especially have helped eke out a limited income. No end of miracles have been received over the years. Faith and miracles, yes, in abundance. Cupboards, almost bare, and food has come. A house due for demolition so a warehouse could be built, but left till the students moved out. In the first year, the only married student travelled to Blenheim every weekend to see his family. He depended on God to meet his financial needs, and never once did he miss. At one time, his job was in jeopardy, so he committed it to the Lord. Others were put off, but not John. Another student tells of many miracles, like money arriving when he couldn't work through illness. 
a taxi job with the next-door neighbour, and once when his wife went to buy the meat and found that she had no money, she came home to find a box of groceries and a large meat parcel on the kitchen floor. Homes had been provided when the land agent said, no hope. Childcare for mothers who have wanted to do the course have so often been offered. Growth hasn't always been planned. It has been thrust on the college in all kinds of unexpected ways. But God has never ceased to answer prayer, and on looking back, it has not been haphazard growth, but a plan being fulfilled.